Big Queer Couch. Welcome back to the Big Queer Couch. This is Queer Halftime. My name is Becca Ayushide and I'm here with Kelsey who hurt their tongue. It's true. My name is Kelsey. My pronouns are also she, they. I brushed my teeth too aggressively this morning and ripped the webbing under my tongue. So please excuse me if I make weird faces in the camera. I mean, you do that anyway. It's bleed. This is bleeding. Like I can taste it. Okay. Like let me live. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it's Friday. We're on the big queer couch and we're here to talk about body positivity round two. Yep. But first, but first. our concept of the week, I wanted to touch on neo pronouns. Oh, I love neo pronouns. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I feel like more and more of our kids are using them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like a really common one you hear is like Zzer mm-hmm. with like an X or a Z. You know what I find? I find that that's the common one you hear people talk about when they're talking about different pronouns. I'm like, how many people do we actually know that use that pronoun? Not as many as times I've heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's the common example. But yeah. I feel like the one that our kids tend to use and the one that I really wanted to touch on mm-hmm. is it. Mm-hmm. Right? It it's itself. It's a really sensitive one to a lot of members of uh, all kinds of communities, but yeah, specifically other members of the trans community. You yeah. Know? And like, I'll be honest, it's one that I have had trouble with. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, I think I used it for the first time, like at our last group. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was like a conscious, I had to like, it's like, I'm not going to misgender you over my own insecurities about the word, word it. Right. And then I kind of reframed it. I'm like, okay, so it has been used against a lot of trans people, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm over here identifying as queer Mm -hmm. and using queer all the time. And like, that's used to hurt a lot of people Mm -hmm. as well. Right. Totally. So, I mean, you know, I'm okay throwing around one word and then I have trouble with this other one. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I've had to kind of reframe with that. Yeah. And like, that's, that's where you always have to constantly keep doing that learning. Right. Because like, if you if you're uncomfortable about what somebody else is referring to themselves as, that's about you, not them. And putting it on them is a crappy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to kind of like do your own work and like set, sit back and be like, oh, wait, this is my own issues with this. Like, why do I actually care what's, if somebody wants to be referred to as it, it's right. And it's like, it's not like, you know, people are going to start calling me it. Like it's just how one person wants to identify and that's their business. And totally. And like, doesn't affect me. And neopronouns can be anything like, Oh, like there's like a million different ones, but that's the one that I've been noticing quite a few of our kids actually use. Totally. We have a couple of kids. We have a kid that taught me the neopronoun ghost. We have a kid, a a kid once that taught me the neopronoun like plant, which I was like, that is a vibe. Yeah. I also identify as plant on days that I need extra sunlight and more water. Like I'm like, mm, I can do that. Like, right. And it's like, it's, yeah. And I just look like a ghost a lot of the time. So. Right. I mean, just wait till I start wearing shorts. It's going to be scary. So this is like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you, words are what you make them mm-hmm. and words have the power behind them that you give them. Yeah. And if you are saying something in a negative way towards somebody, then obviously it's a negative word like it's a negative it has a negative connotation but if you self-identify as somebody that uses it it's itself pronouns good on you like you are just as valid you are just as absolutely trans or not trans you are just as queer or not queer like you like you don't need to like 
yeah. you don't have to justify or explain why you use different ones and other people having problems with it is yeah. their own absolutely problem I'm like, that they need to work on and we see it a lot right transphobia and homophobia in the queer community is rampant and you know it, that's what that is so it's important to yeah like don't give the people even even though sometimes members of the queer community are the ones being rude lateral violence yeah like it's like yeah. that yeah don't give that any thought we could go on about this forever but yes yeah, so we aren't perfect and we're still working on ourselves but we respect you and will not misgender you mm -hmm. even if we don't understand your or problems. and if we do correct us and we will move on and we will correct ourselves because we get it wrong sometimes <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. so yeah body positivity part two was there anything like super burning that you wanted to get into well or? no i'm curious kind of like because i don't know if anybody has kind of caught on to how this podcast works but um becca does all the hard stuff and i show up <laughs> and speak um and becca gives me a place to have share my opinions which <laughs> i don't know why but does um so like i'm curious what sparked the continuation when you were like let's plan this week what sparked okay. that so I felt like there was a lot more mm -hmm. that I wanted to say when we were recording last week. Mm -hmm. um, and also we got some very supportive messages, Ugh. but they were like, I would love to hear more about this thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's something that affects everybody so deeply, right? Yeah, totally. So one of the things I want to touch on that you kind of mentioned last week, and I think it'll go really well into kind of the main thing I want to talk about, mm -hmm. um, which is just the body shaming around age, mm, mm -hmm. right? And so you mentioned the whole obsession with no body hair mm. on women, yeah, right? And this is something that I, again, have had to kind of really think about, like, mm -hmm. why do I feel these things? Because I'm like, you know, after you shave your legs and like, if you've washed your bed sheets, it's just like, yeah, oh, it's soft. nice and smooth yeah. and soft, totally. right? Totally. And so I'm like, oh no, I do it for me. But like, I would never wear a skirt or shorts out without, with more than like this much double like interesting yeah i would not do it i don't think i would either <laughs> it's just too close to me um i don't think i would either actually which is so interesting because like yeah body hair is like something that i'm insecure about yeah but do, like from my feminine more feminine days you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. like now that i think about it and when i see it, people with body hair i don't care so why do i care on me that's the thing right like hmm. interesting i'll see somebody walk around in like a mini skirt with like unshaved legs i'm like good for you mm -hmm. but i would never do it yeah like and i wonder why that is yeah it's because well it, see and i i see where you're going i'm i can do this puzzle um <laughs> so yeah it's the societal norms of being hairless right and like mm -hmm. why is body hair damaging like let's talk about body hair we are mammals exactly i don't know if anybody else has noticed that we're the only dumbass creatures walking around in northern alberta with jackets and not fur <laughs> like body hair is yeah. our fur yeah it's there to keep you warm, protect your skin. Yeah. You know, sometimes it makes you itchy, but it makes you itchy because you shave it. That's what I've learned. That's true. Yeah. But that's some of the theories I read about why we still have hair on our head mm. um, is for UV protection because we walk upright. Yeah. So that's brilliant. That is yeah. brilliant. So yeah, it's it's a complex issue, but you kind of mentioned before kind of this obsession with 
I don't know, like just very young mm. bodies. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. like, but like our perception of what a young, like teen should look like. Yeah. Cause I remember watching TV shows with teens, like, and they were all like actors in their mid twenties, mm-hmm. early thirties. Yeah. And then thinking that's how teens were supposed to look and being like, why don't I look like that? Yeah. I was like, Oh, cause that's a fully grown like uh, woman. Yeah. That's somebody in their twenties. Yeah. yeah. Like, no wonder they don't really have very much acne anymore. And if yeah. they do, it's covered by professional makeup. Yeah, totally, <laughs> like, totally. It's just not even realistic. I think yeah. out back to this workshop that I attended I, a while ago when I first started with Out Loud, and it was run by this really amazing individual. And she um, is a member of the trans community and she advocates for, like, she has full facial hair. She has full body hair. She doesn't shave a lick. And she's like this, like, passing is damaging to our kids because like kids will shave every single day right and I look back at to my childhood and when I first learned to shave my legs up until I was probably like in my mid-20s I shaved every single time I was in the shower pretty much yeah and I think that that was almost my way of being like you need to be more femme than you are like you need to identify more as a female than you actually do and the only way you do that is by like shaving and like I would hurt myself there were times that I cut myself shaving so bad that they bled it bled for days and my mom would be like why are you so obsessed with shaving your legs she would be like you're shaving your ankles Kelsey and I would be like well listen there's hair there yeah like you know and it's like and now I'm 30 and I'm like I wish I could grow a mustache. <laughs> like flat out. I think that every day. I'm like, you know, it would be nice a beard, so I could do the face beard. Yeah, thing. You know, like it's chin, like, like things that I need. Looking really like contemplative. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. But yeah, and I feel like kids are being pressured to do these things younger and younger. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I used to nanny, and one of the kids was seven, and her clothes oh. were like short shorts and skinny jeans and they were like crop tops and like because that's all that you can buy like I remember having so much trouble even when I was a kid buying any shorts that weren't like little Mm -hmm. short shorts and you think about like the comparison right so like little girls clothes to little boys clothes and if you aren't watching the video we're using heavy quotes very heavy air quotes um like yeah like boys boys get basketball shorts yeah and girls get short shorts yeah with their butts hanging out well you're you're not allowed to wear at school either so like it's june and it's 25 degrees and you have to wear jeans or basketball shorts but then you can't wear basketball shorts because it's not safe to dress in boys clothes at most schools yeah if you identify as female unless you're young enough like in elementary school and you can play like the tomboy thing yeah right? And then it's like, oh, she's just a tomboy. Mm. Like, she's so rough and tumble. She's got all these brothers. Like, yeah. Or if you're just like a sporty person as a whole, yeah. like people would have a stroke if they knew that I wear basketball shorts, but I don't even walk to the 7-Eleven next door to my house. Like, (laughs) you know, like I'm not active at all. Bad habits, children be active. Um, But like, you know what I mean? Like there's like this you're, the way you look, there's so much attached to that. And there's so much societal expectation attached to like, oh, yeah. if you're wearing friggin' Doc Martens and men's pants, you must be gay. And it's like, okay, so yeah, you got it right this time. But there are some people that wear Doc Martens and men's pants that aren't 
gay. You know what I mean? And like, Kelsey says, who is currently wearing men's yeah, pants and right? dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Just because that's all I can think of. Like, no, sure. And like, I also see like, you know, there's those comparisons of like 13 year olds now. And like when I was 13, yeah. right. And like, I'm sorry. I just noticed something that was written on our chalkboard. I have been staring at it. It says kill John Lennon on the top of our chalkboard. And it's just so funny. I don't know where it came from, but I was like, I mean, it's one of our teens. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So these little kids, like I've seen like 12 year olds, like contouring. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like kiddo. Like, yeah. And like, I find it interesting because a lot of like, there's so many people are like, oh, they're going to grow up to be a little makeup artist. And it's like, there's a difference <laughs> between practicing a craft and walking around every single day. Well, and like makeup this. for like the artistry of it, like having, you know, like we see kids like that we're at our drag show with yeah. like perfect, like rainbow eyeshadow, mm-hmm. like perfect creases. I was like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? Yeah. But then there's like the natural look. Yeah which again like contour highlight like foundation lipstick like still eyeliner and like mascara like it's a full face of makeup for the natural look and like totally absolutely if that's what you like go for it but my question would be why is it because you enjoy it is it because you like it if somebody looks at you and it's like your makeup looks like crap is that gonna like shut you down instantly right because it's like what we need to break down is this societal obsession with being an attractive person because that is damaging like we talk to parents of kids all the time who don't fit the societal norm for a trans or a queer or a cishet kid and like are terrified because of that right yeah it's like do you feel like you have to wear that to be accepted like I know some jobs like if you don't have a full face of makeup you're unprofessional if you're a woman, men, fine. Like, interesting. Wonder where I would fall in there. <laughs> what would they do with your docs and with my docs? And I wear eyeliner and eyebrows, or no, mascara and eyebrows. See, I don't even know what I wear for makeup. So it's like <laughs> I would not do that job at all. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> yeah. It's wild. And then, like, on the other end of the spectrum, right? There's these like young kids that are forced to grow up faster, mm-hmm. but also like you hit 30 and mm-hmm. suddenly it's like all these movies. Right. And it's, you know, this 23 year old playing the spouse of like a 45 year old man. Yeah. And because like the 35 year old actresses, like you're too old. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, she's still 10 years younger than him. Yeah. Like, and why, again, it's like, why, what's the obsession with young beauty? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, you know, we have, like silver foxes Mm -hmm. with like men Mm -hmm. right and like you know some like the gray and like some lines Mm -hmm. are like character yeah right but on women it's like you have to buy this wrinkle cream you have to buy this but again like you think of like even that silver fox stereotype oh yeah and it's still a very specific specific. right like just gray hair is not a silver fox no and like you can't have a belly you can't have a dad bod you know what I mean as a silver fox you have to have like the chiseled abs and like you know like and money like it's like it's just so interesting but yeah it's like as soon as people reach a certain age it's like Mm -hmm. okay you're done yeah you've given what you have to give bye yeah (laughs) you're no longer productive in society 
You're not making us, you're not appeasing to our eyeballs. So you need to go back inside. Yeah. And it, it creates this thing where like mm -hmm. everybody's terrified of aging and like finding a gray hair, like having wrinkles. Totally. Totally. And the kids are terrified of it. And they think that, and they see it happening younger than it actually is happening. Right. So it's like kids will be obsessed with, Oh, I have this wrinkle. And you're like that, that truly is not, it's not a wrinkle. It's like, like that's the crease in your face. Yeah. It's a crease because that's how your body moves. Yeah. Like that's, that's just the thing after your nose, you know, like, yeah, like that's, that's just, that's just a, a natural like, contour in your that's skull. Not fat. <laughs> that's just like, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Like people as adults, you walk around and you're like, oh, that's so dumb. Like I can ignore this. I can ignore this. I can ignore this, but it's not about ignoring it. It's about actively dismantling it for the kids. Right. And so the kids can see that you're actively dismantling it so that when you're walking around with your kiddo, you're not just saying, oh, look, that's a really beautiful woman because thing, even comments like that, it's like, why? Like, I hate when people compliment my looks. I friggin' hate that when people are like, oh, you're so attractive. It's like, okay, no, because like, that's not a compliment to me. I am also very smart. Yeah. I am also funny. I'm also interesting. I am also all of these really, really great things and attractive or beautiful or what you think is a appeasing good, is at the bottom. Yeah. Me. I feel like that comes up a lot with like the whole thing of compliments versus cat calls. Yeah. And I feel like a really good guideline is, is it something they have control over? Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. your hair looks really great and then turn around and leave. Like do not expect a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like, mm-hmm. Oh, that jacket's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. But like literally in my Uber on the way here, there was my Uber driver was apparently very Christian. And my name, Rebecca, like even the spelling is from the Bible. Right. So I walked in, he was like, Oh, Rebecca, the beautiful wife of Isaac. And I was like, Yeah. And then, like, luckily, he didn't, <laughs> we didn't talk the rest of the time. Like, he didn't continue this. He was just listening to his Bible radio. <laughs> you should have been like, Actually, I'm not married. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I have this moment of like, oh God, is this, this is like a 15 minute car, like yeah. car ride. Is this about to be the most uncomfortable 15 minutes of like my week? Yeah. Oh, that makes my eyes water. I know. I immediately, as soon I don't as even know what I would do. As soon as somebody, especially like a man who like appears cis and het, like compliments my appearance, I'm immediately in like hyper vigilant, like what is about to happen? Yeah. When I'm uncomfortable, my eyes water which is why like, yeah, like I'm like, I'm, I'm like crying for you. I would yeah. be like, excuse me, sir, please. <laughs> and I would assume his gender. Cause it's a very sir thing to say. <laughs> I don't care. Who's listening. Yeah. Oh, but- that's so like, and like, that's the thing. You don't know people. You don't know people. You can't just assume that you can say that stuff to people. Right. Especially a stranger. Well, like, and we like, can't get away from you because they're in the back of your car. Well, and that's the thing. And we talk about all the times we talk about like how we could get kids to group that don't have a drive. And this is the reason we don't use taxis. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, this is the reason we don't use Ubers to get kids here. Because like, aside from it possibly being very, very unsafe for a trans kid to get into a taxi um, or an Uber, it's not safe even for the queer community because people just assume that everybody and not all people, not all, not all, not all, but a lot, like some people 
just assume that everybody has the same ideology than them. And that is so dangerous. That is so, so dangerous. Like you say something like that to the wrong one of our kids. And like, it would have been an interest. Like, could you imagine one of our kids getting into a car like, and Bible radio playing? I would be horrified. Oh, I was, I felt really lucky that I wasn't wearing any of my like pentagrams or like, oh, any of that crap. You would have got holy water. Oh my gosh, I would have. That is wild. I'm amazed I've never gotten holy water. I've gotten called the Antichrist a lot Mm. by like other kids at Catholic school. Yeah, you know, I feel like we've all, only the good people have been called that in our day. Okay, but like, <laughs> so this is gonna be a complete tangent. The whole Antichrist thing, mm-hmm. the whole reason it's so bad is like, we talked about this. People mistake him for Christ. So mm-hmm. the Antichrist will do good things. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But we'll also like get rid of borders and like, you know, unite the world, but it's not Jesus. So it's bad. Right, because I feel like in really fundy, yeah, um, or fundamental Christian, fundy, yeah, sorry, <laughs> fundamental Christian like beliefs. It's not about what you're doing; it's about who's doing it. Yeah, totally. Right. So if the Satanic Temple is like running a soup kitchen for the day, mm-hmm. that's horrible. If a church group is running a soup kitchen for the day, they're you know, yeah, totally, yeah. And you think you, you might not think that this is an actual thing, but like we support children and the fact that we're gay and supporting children is a big issue to a lot of people. Yes. So like, you know, we're indoctrinating, right? So like, you don't think it's a thing, but it is actually a thing. And that's why, like, that's why, again, you have to tech, you always have to be dismantling these things in front of the kids, especially, right? Like beauty norms society norms freak comment on how beautiful the trans person is that doesn't pass yeah like you know what I mean things like that like talk about how interesting somebody must be like oh do you see that pin on their shirt that might like I bet they're really into politics that's so cool like you know like like complimenting like if you get say like I've spoken to trans women Mm -hmm absolutely do not pass like very very early in like their social transition let alone you know transitioning medically with hormones totally. and things right um so like very obvious adam's apple and like mm-hmm. all these things and like just be like oh my god i love your bag where did you get it i'm just treating like this is an interaction i have with any woman mm-hmm. right? i saw a tiktok once forever ago and it was this amazing trans individual that is very out about being trans on so I'm not outing her uh, but she's very out on social media as like a trans individual and she talked about one of her very first really affirming experiences being that she was in the woman's bathroom and another woman asked her for a tampon and she was she just carries tampons now and she was like I, I saw don't the need same them. I saw the same right TikTok. yeah and she was like I don't need them but I'm gonna carry a tampon with me everywhere I go from now on because that is womanhood it's being there for my sisters and giving them a tampon yeah it's menstrual like, products and hair ties yeah yeah like just like offering them to people if you think they might need them you know what I mean like being there for people being kind to people goes so far yeah like and just treating people like they're human beings like if you're in the bathroom and you need a tampon you can ask the trans woman that's there also like yeah women's bathrooms and bars are the most affirming places I've ever it's true. 
It's true. They will. Yeah. Like you compliment one time I complimented a girl's makeup mm. and suddenly we were best friends and she was like, do you want to do shots? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And she pulled me into a bathroom stall and pulled a Mickey of vodka out of her purse. Like it's see, and that's, but like you walk in and like the other women will be like, Oh my God, like you look amazing. Yeah. Going to be such a heartbreaker. Like, yeah. And that's what people yeah. need. Right. But we need to take that. We need to take the bar woman's bathroom to the streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like just gas people up constantly. <laughs> there used to be this quote. I think it still probably is, or this chant for the pride community that was out of the closets into the streets. Yeah. And that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Out of the bar bathroom into the streets. There we go. Yeah. Compliment everybody all the time, but not just on, you have a great face. Like that's a stupid compliment. I don't think anybody ever compliments people like that other than me, but that like, it's like, don't, you know, like don't make everything about looks like find other things, go out of your way to get to know people. Right. Cause yeah. then that's how you dismantle these obsessions with beauty standards and body hair and well and that's the thing like we talk a little bit about like aging and things and how like you know as soon as you reach a certain age people are like oh you're not attractive anymore like you need to buy all these products mm -hmm. you know men need to get hair plugs women need to get anti-wrinkle like all yeah. these things right botox and all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. but like I would take that a step further beyond like, you can be beautiful at any age mm -hmm. and be, why do we have to be beautiful? Yeah. You can be internally beautiful at any age and that's what you should strive to be. Yeah. Why at any age do we yeah. have to be attractive? We don't like, I don't want to be attractive period ever. Yeah. I, so it's funny. I do want to be attractive until any man is around any like that I do not know mm -hmm. sees me I mm -hmm. want to be invisible yeah to cishet men but attractive to everybody else but I want to check myself out in a store window as I yeah. walk by or like to other queer people mm -hmm. like that's fair yeah like an invisibility cloak exactly I'm like I don't you should not be allowed to perceive me it's true as a physical entity it's true like <laughs> I love that <laughs> I think that's probably how most queer people feel. Yeah. I would imagine. I think one thing that we need to kind of like say that I think we kind of touched on last time, but I don't think we outwardly said this. There's never any point in time that you should be commenting on somebody's weight. Oh yeah. I don't think we've outwardly like said that. I don't know that we've actually been like, like saying you've lost a lot of weight, you look great is can be equally as damaging to people as you've gained yeah. a lot of weight and you look like crap <laughs> yeah right so like that's something that i just i want people to stay grounded in we see a lot of kiddos that suffer from disordered eating or eating disorders or etc cetera, etc cetera. and you you just you don't know why somebody's extra thin that day and if you comment on that you are never, you are never responsible for the actions that somebody else takes, but you are responsible for contributing to a healthy society. Right. And right. like commenting it's, on people's weight. It's the whole intention versus impact thing. Yeah. Right. Um, so you do have to take some responsibility for certain things. 
Yeah. But like, I remember when I worked in the gym, you know, there was constant, like, you know, the trainers be like, oh my God, like you've come so far, like mm-hmm. with various clients. Right. And there would be some that would be really, um, feeling really badly about themselves because they hadn't lost a ton mm-hmm. of weight yet, which first you have to explain the science behind that yeah. and like things like that. Right. Cause when you first start working out, if you've never worked out before, you're going to gain muscle really mm-hmm. quickly. And so your weight is not going to change very much for mm-hmm. the first little bit, but your like measurements will. Yeah. Right. Cause your fat is just quickly being replaced with muscle. Mm-hmm. But like, I would always try to redirect it and be like, how do you feel though? Yes. Right. Like I saw you in there with 20 pound dumbbells. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Like you were using fives when you walked in here the first time, like, right. yeah. Right? Like- and just trying to reframe that as like, cause our bodies are like these amazing things that can do so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you look at all these athletes or like people doing parkour, like yeah. surfing, like all these different things. Right. And it's like, bodies are wild. Totally. And like you, like, oh, you look like you've gotten so strong. Like, j- my, figure out any other way to comment on somebody other than their weight, right? Like, you just, just because you don't know, and it might be like, it might be one out of every hundred people that you make a comment about their weight that actually has a struggle with disordered eating. We know statistically that it's more than one in every hundred people. Yeah. Um, but say it's just one, you like, you, we'll likely never know who that one is. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. And that's not saying like, you can't joke about it with people you're very close mm-hmm. to, but yeah, especially yeah. if it's someone you don't know very well, totally. Please don't comment on people's way. Duh. Or if it's like, if it's somebody you haven't seen in a really long time, aunts, uncles, yeah. if you haven't seen your nieces, nephews, nibblings in like five years, don't sit the first comment shouldn't be oh you've slimmed down like that's not it right yeah. it's like figure find something else oh you have a great haircut like just not about the weight because that's what people carry with them everywhere yeah well and the thing about like weight and aging right like so your weight fluctuates a lot when you're mm-hmm. young right and going through puberty and stuff yeah. and then typically there's like a little bit at least with me and a lot of my friends like we're fairly slim like late teens early 20s because mm-hmm. you're just kind of finishing things off right yeah and you haven't fully gotten into like your adult body but then you start you know that changes quite mm-hmm. quickly right totally and it's like you can't expect to look like a teenager going through a growth spurt for your whole life no and you don't want to yeah Like, that's the other really interesting thing. One of the things that I found really interesting is like, when you get older, you realize like you're attracted to adults. Yes. Like your attraction ages with you. You know what I mean? And if it doesn't, that's a, you should not be on this podcast, (laughs) Um, but your attraction ages with you, right? Like I do not find 20 something, like 20 year olds attractive. I literally, so my brother is only, he's not even two years younger than me. And I literally cannot date anybody his age because yeah. he is a tiny baby. My brother's two years younger than me. And yeah. And I'm not freaking 30. He's 28. And I'm like, I just generally don't date people younger than me. I've been in the same relationship for five years. So that's fair. I don't yeah. date much outside of this one person <laughs> to be honest anymore. It's <laughs> really glad to hear that. I'm sure. Yeah. But no, like, that's the thing. Like you, yeah, as you get older, 
you realize that like you are attracted to people your age and the people that you want to attract are people your age yeah so or you don't want to attract anybody and that's totally cool too we can be invisible blobs together yeah happy belated asexuality day everybody like to all our ace buddies we have one kid that comes to group and talks to us in in the introductions likes to talk about themselves as a genderless meat popsicle yeah and that is just a vibe absolutely so if you are feeling like a genderless attractionless sexless meat popsicle we love you yeah deep thoughts i also love that like some of the kids like now listen to this and then talk to us about it oh my gosh (laughs) and i'm like what do they know? I know that's the, the like it's 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 actually a nightmare when you have a kid walk up to you in group and it's like I know you have a partner because I listen to your podcast. It's like but you listen to what? <laughs> I swear on there. Becca tries to make me stop, but I can't. yeah, it's like we talk about disordered eating and like yeah, but like these are like that's the point of this yeah, though, no. right? It's like to have these conversations in a way that these kids can access them and they can listen to them and hear like some healthy hopefully healthy opinions we like to think we have healthy opinions but yeah or at least the ones we express yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no it was quite shocking when I realized I was a role model yeah right and like you don't want to be a role model that's like on a pedestal you want to be like a real human being yeah like I'm like I'm on the I want to be on the floor yeah take me off the pedestal bury me underneath of it (laughs) like I don't want to be I'll sit cross-legged on the floor with all the rest of surrounded by chill that was the yeah that was so yeah yeah so you know break down those awful societal stereotypes for the kids do it in front of the kids comment compliment everybody don't just compliment the people that you find attractive yeah be a a gender rebel genderless meat popsicle there we go (laughs) oh my gosh so funny what's our queer joy What's your clear joy? I didn't think about mine either. Um, oh, we had our drag show. I'm going to say this before you get a chance to. No, you're allowed. <laughs> we had our drag show and it was amazing. It went so well. Mm-hmm. We like basically sold out and everything went pretty much without a hitch up until Kelsey lost their keys and then we found them. So it was fine. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was really exciting and we got to see like a lot of really cool people and like people who'd never been to a drag show before um and so just kind of got to see that I don't know side of our community totally kind of introduced to us there was something like my queer joy is like something that happened specifically at the drag show and it's so I really didn't think that it's I don't know I have a lot of religious trauma um I'm not catholic but I do have trauma from the church Um, and I have been working to break down my own issues with the church and with the queer community. And we have this local reverend that just loves absolutely everything we do. And he so lovely dressed up in drag for us for our drag show and went on stage and did this like cute little, you're loved by the church. And like, he cut it off at the perfect time and went yeah. into his performance. You know what I mean? And then- Which did lean on me and everybody had their phone flashlights out. Like it was amazing. And now there's videos all over social media of an entire crowd of 500 people doing this with their cell phones 
in front of our like a, a united church past reverend who is dressed up in drag to support our kids yeah. and like you want to see something that will make you sob like i i it was the only time i sat down in the crowd the entire show i had one second and i went and i sat when he went on stage mm -hmm. and i got to see it from the crowd and i was like this is like it was just the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life and people like it changed people's lives people like cried yeah like it changed people's lives and not only did it change people's lives but it brought a different type of community out to our events yeah. right like it made it also made our space a little bit safer for the united church right which like is it a queer person's job to make the church safe absolutely not however we want our events to be safe for everybody and i think sometimes people like members of the queer community that worship and that go to church won't come to our events sometimes because they think that it's not safe to be gay and religious you know because yeah. of that just because of that stereotype and it like i think we really broke that down that night i think we really brought like those two communities together in an in in a way that was appropriate yeah and empowering and had enough of an impact but it wasn't the sole focus you know yeah absolutely yeah, it was, it was just a really amazing night. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk enough about it. My feet hurt really bad at the end, but yeah. it was. And our feet are going to hurt again after this weekend because now we have another event. So come see us at the Lifestyle Expo, which will be over when this posts. Yeah, so it'll be done by then. So, yeah. <laughs> Darn. Oh boy. Well, we might talk more about religious trauma next week. We'll see. Oh, I love talking about religious trauma because our guest has some in spades. So. It's a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. Um, yeah. So thank you to all of our fellow genderless meat popsicles mm -hmm. for joining us. Uh, be kind to yourself and others, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.